This is the Riches from the Pages radio broadcast with evangelist Adam Borden, brought to you by Wahoo Baptist Church in Murrayville, Georgia. We invite you to join us for this time of mining the unsearchable riches of God's Word. And now evangelist Adam Borden. Hello, friend, and thank you for joining us once again here at Riches from the Pages. We sure do appreciate your faithful attention and support in prayer. Now, if you'd like to uh, find out how you might be able to support the radio broadcast ministry, you can always go to evangelistadamborden.com. Now, that information will be given at the end of the broadcast by our friend, Brother Les Butler. But I want us to get back into the study that we started last time, Into the Life of Gideon. Now, we said that Gideon's uh, account is found in our King James Bible in the Old Testament book of Judges, beginning in chapter number 6, verse 11. We won't rehash all of the history and the uh, context of where Gideon is found. We'll trust you to study that on your own, but suffice it to say Gideon is living in an uncertain time and in a very dangerous atmosphere for the people of God due to their disobedience of God, their idol worship, and God's allowance of the Midianites as an enemy to come in and persecute and oppress them and drive them into places like caves. Uh, to live and hide just to survive. Now, with that in mind, we'll move from verses 11 through 16 and the calling from the Lord unto Gideon into chapter number 6, beginning in verse number 17. And today we'll try to look down through verse number 24. Let's begin our reading there at verse 17. And he said unto him, this is Gideon speaking now unto the Lord, If now I have found grace in thy sight, then show me a sign that thou talkest with me. Now that's an interesting phrase. Show me a sign. Now we know that there was uh, many more people aside from Gideon in the Old Testament and even in the New Testament who asked for signs in order to verify uh, that who was speaking unto them was the Lord, and then also uh, what they were, what the Lord was saying could be trusted and was true. Jesus made no bones about it. He meant no words uh, uh, when in places like Matthew chapter number 12, Verse 39, he made statements like this about the Hebrews, the Jews, the Israelites. He said, An evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. And in many places throughout that New Testament account of the life of Jesus, he rebuked the Jews who were seeking signs. Now, we can just make one more little comment before moving on here. Uh, We know that in this dispensation, this age, the age of grace, 
that we do not follow after signs, but signs and wonders follow after the children of God. Now you say, Brother Adam, are you getting mystical? Are you getting some uh, left field thing? No, I'm not. I'm not at all. Uh, Let me just tell you that your testimony of the grace of God in your life is a wonder unto a lost and dying world who is without Christ. Uh, The testimony of how God has done things that only he could do with only his knowledge, I would suggest to you that things spoken in the prayer closet that no human knows, but only God understands and only God could do. Those things are signs and proofs unto the believer and unto the listening world who would hear of our testimony and the evidence of God in their life through answered specific prayer. But that's not what Gideon is saying here. He wants some sort of physical sign, some sort of manifestation of a sign before he will proceed in being obedient and trusting in faith God himself who is speaking to him. And so he says in verse number 18, Depart not hence, I pray thee, until I come unto thee and bring forth my present and set it before thee. And he said, I will tarry until thou come again. Verse 19, And Gideon went in and made ready a kid. That's a a baby lamb. And unleavened cakes of an ephah of flour. Now, friends, he's making bread (laughs) and not a little bit. An ephah, that's around a bushel. (laughs) He's making a lot of bread. Now, this is a time of survival. This is a time that we know, back in verse number 11, that Gideon was secretly on a threshing floor processing grain to make bread in secret and in hiding so that the Midianites would not find him or the the sustenance and destroy it and him. But he's making a large portion here. And it goes on to say there, verse 19, Ephah of flour, the flesh he put in a basket, and he put the broth in a pot and brought it out unto him under the oak and presented it. And the angel of God said unto him, Take the flesh and the unleavened cakes and lay them upon this rock and pour out the broth and he did so. Now, listen, friends, we're used to fine dining. A lot of us have uh, paper plates and plastic forks and spoons. And, uh, and at the very least, at some sort of cookout type atmosphere or picnic, that'll be just fine to bring out that chinette. Uh, but uh, they didn't have corningware back there in this time. They didn't have fine china. They didn't have clean plates and a ready dishwasher or palm olive or anything else. And the the Lord said, lay it out here on this rock. Mm. And he gave further instructions. He said there, take the flesh, unleavened cakes, lay them upon this rock and pour out the broth. And he did so. Now, let's talk just a moment about this precedent of bringing a gift of a meal or food to an honored guest. This has far-reaching historical precedent. Uh, 
if you go back into the book of Genesis, I believe, if you'll pardon me here just a moment, I believe it's chapter number 18. Yes, chapter number 18. When the angel of the Lord comes and the Lord speaks to Abraham and Sarah about his plans to uh, destroy Sodom and Gomorrah and give them the promise of that child that would come, it says over there that as a amount of courtesy in chapter number 8, they uh, made ready quick three measures of fine meal, kneaded it, made cakes upon a hearth. Abraham ran to the herd, fetched a calf, tender and good, gave it to the young man. He, he dressed it, took buttermilk. He made a fine meal for the Lord, a physical meal. Now, you think that's, that's silly, Brother Adam. That's silly. Uh, but, hey, hey, listen, it's an honorable thing here. It has a further implication that we're about to see. Now, you have to remember, Gideon's father, Joash, is a Baal worshiper. He has a grove, and he has an altar built and active whereby he practices idol worship unto the false idol, Baal. Mm. But here is Gideon who knows something beyond this world is happening right before his very eyes and through the custom of his people, which ought to have been kept according to the precepts and the traditions given by God unto his people, he offers to give the Lord something in a meal. Now, look at the elements. It's meat. It's bread. And it's a brothy type of oil. Now, that broth would have been derived from, as a sort of a roux, from the uh, processing and cooking of that uh, kid, that young lamb. Oh, that young lamb which gave its life in order to feed the Lord, the Lamb of God. That unleavened bread. Oh, yes, my friend, that's the bread of communion. <laughs> Ooh, notice what he says right there. He said, pour out the broth. He says, lay that meat, that sacrificial meat, lay out that bread, that, that communion bread, and you just pour the oil, that broth, on top of it. My friend, I hope you're feeling what I'm feeling right here in this little place. Oh, and verse 20, he said, Mm, lay them all out on this rock, lay it out, and he did just so. Verse 21, Then the angel of the Lord put forth the end of the staff that was in his hand. He touched the flesh and the unleavened cakes, and there arose up fire out of the rock and consumed the flesh and the unleavened cakes. Then the angel of the Lord departed out of his sight. Can you imagine, can you imagine, my friend, being Gideon and watching what just happened there in verse number 21? Now, let me just share with you a couple of little things. He said there, the angel of the Lord put forth the end of the staff that was in his hand. Now, listen, I don't have time. You can go over to Psalm 23, the shepherd's psalm. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. That staff was used by a shepherd. That staff was used in many ways. It was used to have a little crook on the end of it. It was used to rescue a lamb who was down in the ditch, and, and he would catch him by that 
leg with that little crook on the end of that staff, uh, and he'd pull him right out of there and rescue the lamb who had wandered away. Oh, so much right there with that staff. That staff also was used to number the sheep. He says over there, you'll pass under my staff. He would, uh, the sheep would pass under and he would use it counting his sheep. Oh, so much right there. Go get it, friends. It's in there in that word. He said that staff was in his, hand. in his hand. He touched the flesh and the unleavened cakes and fire was not kindled from wood. Fire was not kindled from some sort of uh, artificial source that would naturally burn like wood burns. But he said the fire came out of the rock. Oh, my. Fire was not kindled out of some fuel source, but it came out of the rock. (laughs) There is no rock like our God. Oh, my friend, the fire came right up out of that rock and consumed that sacrifice. Mm. God giving his approval to the sacrifice that Gideon was laying before him, the gift that he would give of that sacrificed lamb and those unleavened cakes. Oh, my. We could just camp out right there for a while. But let's finish our thought for today said there that the angel of the Lord departed out of his sight. He couldn't know, he could no longer see the physical form of the Lord. And when Gideon, verse 22, perceived that he was an angel, a manifestation, a divine manifestation of the Lord, Gideon said, Alas, O Lord God, for because I have seen an angel of the Lord face to face. Now we know that no man hath seen God face to face and lived in that Old Testament economy. Verse 23, though, the Lord said unto him, notice it's a voice only now, peace unto thee, peace be unto thee, fear not, thou shalt not die. Then Gideon built an altar there unto the Lord and called it Jehovah Shalom. That's the peace of God. And God would use Gideon to bring peace into his people. Stay tuned, my friends. Stay tuned. You come back and be with us next time. Our prayer is that the Word of God has done a work in you today. For more information on the ministry of Evangelist Adam Borden, go to evangelistadamborden.com, spelled B-O-R-D-E-N, and click on the contact page, or you can call 615-785-785. 5682. Join us next time as we find riches from the pages of God's Word with evangelist Adam Borden.